Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. All right, we're recording. So welcome Slavin from Boston Haven. Another day, another episode, as they say. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Hey, I'm well. I'm well. Can't complain. Almost at a Christmas holiday or whatever people celebrate. So to all, happy holidays. Yeah. New Year's amongst us very soon. Hopefully that opens some things up here midway yeah. through the next year so we can get back to some live boxing action potentially. Yeah, hopefully. That would All right. be cool. <laughs> All right, I agree. So uh big fight weekend just passed, of course. The marquee fight was none other than super middleweight champion Canelo Alvarez. So he is now the WBC and WBA super middleweight champion with an absolute shellacking of Caleb Smith, a.k.a. Mundo, who I thought would have a better showing, but apparently Canelo is just a level above, and he showed his class in a fight that I felt will probably be a standout fight for his career when it's all said and done. A lot of people are dogging it now. But Caleb Smith was no pushover coming into the fight, and I thought he had a legitimate chance. But Canelo proved that he is arguably the number one fighter in the world at this moment. And for my part, I consider him to be the number one fighter in the world. What were your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was very dominant. Uh, and... Uh, it looked like, of course, uh, Callum Smith, he tried to be, you know, uh, competitive and he did throw punches, but he just couldn't uh, really, you know, I mean, uh, get Canelo under control. So yeah. he was just too fast and too good. And yeah, of course, as I expected, uh, Callum went the distance, but uh, yeah. If he just he did receive some some beating, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess he won a, a couple rounds, maybe one or two. I don't know. Well, you know, I uh, scored it, and I really didn't give him a round from my own perspective. But of course, that's yeah. just one person's view. But I could see where he may have gotten a round in, maybe a round. But I thought that was being generous because the sharper, crisper, harder 
cleaner puncher was without a doubt Canelo Alvarez. And when they showed the CompuBot stats afterwards, Canelo was in the 200 plus range to around 60 something. Uh, there are about for Caleb Smith, which was even more mind boggling. And Canelo, or rather Smith, was the bigger fighter. He had been at 168. He's a, considered a huge 168, 168-pounder. Uh, uh, yeah. Being that he's 6'3", he's very long. He is on the leaner side in some regards, but still, he, he is a big guy. And Canelo at 5'8", seemed to be a, a, the thicker guy. You can see that he's really taken on that 168 pounds very well. And he, for the most part, just bullied Smith, who in the past has shown some form of resistance with the likes of George Groves, the way he knocked out uh, Hassan Indan, who won't be confused with being the best fighter in the world, but he's still a solid veteran fighter, the way he knocked him out was a, a pretty uh, nice and magnificent knockout. And I thought yeah. at least some shades of that Caleb Smith would show up in this fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it's, uh, he has just uh, outgrown that division. And uh, maybe it was simply uh, the stress of making the weight uh, was probably what also uh, made him quite uh, well let's not say uh, well at, at least not at his best anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah he he did say, say that himself that he has uh, outgrown the division and yeah then there was also some kind of talk about an, an injury I understand oh, yeah? So now he, uh, yeah, some people I've talked to said that, I mean, one guy that I talked to today was kind of disappointed that he kind of uh, made that excuse. Well, I say it's not easy taking your first loss, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. These fighters, they still have an, an ego, you know, so... Yeah, I think his uh, pride may be injured more than anything, but time yeah, shall tell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw people um, were are making, or at least making light of, I guess you can say, the fact that it was four weeks notice as if that was some form of a disadvantage for Caleb Smith. And I don't know, only Caleb will know that. He's took the fight. I'm sure he took the fight with the knowledge that it was four weeks and he knew where he was from a uh, physical and probably mental standpoint and conditioning standpoint. So he had the same four weeks that Canelo had. What do you make of the thought that this four weeks could have played into the fact that Smith wasn't able to perform? I don't know. I guess the the stronger factor is that the fact that he had to, you know, come over to uh, San Antonio, which is probably pretty oh, yeah. far away from from Liverpool. Where yeah, it is, is. So, you know, that uh, is not easy, I think, for someone especially who isn't so uh, used to, to traveling and 
fighting far away. I, I think he's had like two fights maybe outside of UK. I'm not sure, mm. but he hasn't had so many anyway. So I know the girls' fight was uh, in uh, one of those big uh, oil countries. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The neutral site. Yeah, yeah. I do recall so, but, that as part of the Super Series. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's four weeks. May have not played that much. But I, I, of course, as you could, as you said, only he knows that. So, <laughs> yeah, and he looked to be in uh, pretty good condition just from the view yeah. of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe he kind of looked a, a little bigger or in better shape against Gross, for instance. Oh, but yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, that was probably his uh, best performance to date. Now, yeah. for for Canelo, uh, I saw this funny picture. He has now knocked off the Cotto brothers, knocked off the Smith brothers. There's still those two Charlo brothers that remain, so we'll see where oh, that yeah. leads down the road. But a lot of the big talk has been Canelo taking on potentially Billy Joe Saunders, Triple G, of course, which... I presume would be at 160 and Canelo at least had some comments that alluded to him wanting to, I guess, stay at 168, at least for the time being. And then Mm -hmm. there's the outside shot of uh, Demetrius Andre as well as Jamal Charlo. What do you think would be the most intriguing fight? Well, of course, uh, (laughs) Jamal Charlo, perhaps, uh, um, yeah. Oh, but I would would like to see Canelo fight Saunders just because uh, Saunders is uh, undefeated and he's kind of you know he's got skills, so he's a tough guy too. So, oh, yeah. but uh, of course it would be hard for Saunders to win because he's not such a hard puncher, and uh, I don't think he can ever stop Canelo. You know? So, uh, when it comes to Demetrius Andre, well, I don't know. He, too, is undefeated, but uh, he is known for sometimes, you know, having a little bit boring fights, perhaps. Not always being so exciting. Yeah. But, yeah. I would like to see any of the fights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in that... I guess minority who wants to see the Andre fight and I know a lot of people view it as or view him as a fighter that is not often uh exciting I, I beg to differ I think his boxing skills make up for that and it would be an interesting style clash for him and Canelo I think that the Billy Joe Saunders fight has a potential to be a sleeper as well. And I, I know we were having a discussion on this. I think Billy Joe Saunders, uh, I'm more of a, more of an a, uh, what have you done for me lately? And I know this could be applied to Andre as well, but Andre has looked good in all of his last fights, last few fights. Billy Joe Saunders, on the other hand, has looked okay. Uh, I guess you could say okay. He just defeated an older and I would say shot worn, but I just think a level below Martin Murray, who's always been at that title level, but not quite 
able to, mm. to surpass and actually win that title. And so he had a, I guess, okay average performance against Martin Murray. And I don't know how much of that was him sort of playing down or fighting to Martin Murray's style and, and, and what Murray could bring at this particular point. But Billy Joe Saunders, he just, he seemed to do he seemed to have uh, been doing a lot of talking as of late over the last few years and really want to see more action. I want to see him do something that actually warrants him uh, getting that Canelo fight and that uh, fight with Lemieux was back in 2017, which is his best performance. Yeah, I mean, being just being undefeated is not enough, of course, to you know say, oh, I have the first claim to fight uh, <laughs> Canelo or whatever, uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, now at his at this weight, what well, he may not be, uh, I don't know, maybe not as good as he was at 160. So, and that again comes we come to that <laughs> power problem. His power was not so great at 160. At yeah. 168, it will be really you know kind of very. I don't know what to say, weak or at best average, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. I I can definitely agree with that. And I think it, uh, I think it showed somewhat, but we'll, we'll see. I, I think when you step up to that Canelo level, it is a completely different story, but hey, we'll see what happens. There's also chatter of or at least before the fight, when in discussions with uh, Eddie Hearn, he mentioned that Billy Joe Saunders versus Demetrius Andre could be the fight that took place next. And I actually asked him a question. I asked him that question on the Zoom media call prior to the Triple G fight. It was actually for Triple G um, in that card. And he seemed pretty keen on the fact that that Billy Joe Saunders Andre fight could theoretically be the next one, especially if the zone and Matchroom and Canelo and his group push for that third Triple G fight, which is the fight that I know that Matchroom and the zone has been wanting since Canelo initially signed that deal with the uh, zone. Yeah, I'm not so keen on a third Triple G fight, you know, because. I don't know, at this point, yeah, Triple G looked good now in his last fight, but uh, it was uh, an opponent who is mm-hmm. significantly below Canelo in class, right? Yeah, so, yeah definitely. <laughs> I don't know, He, I mean, if he wasn't able to get uh, the decision against him in his first two fights, how is he going to do it now at 38? So... Yeah, that uh, yeah, that fight with I think his name was Sarah's Meta, and yeah, he Sarah Meta, yeah. in uh, yeah in twenty one fights he only had five knockouts, so he wasn't necessarily a threat from the power or punching standpoint. Um, he mm. seemed to be an okay boxer, but that was thwarted within a minute or early yeah. on in the fight. Uh, he was fighting mostly Euro level fighters, you know. Yeah, or maybe maybe only before Triple G. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, 
he was yeah, kind of sold as a good, good boxer, but uh, yeah, he yeah. definitely was more like Euro level, you know. Yeah, but, Triple G threw that completely out the window. So yeah, I thought yeah. that Triple D G looked okay, um, and I, I think that there is, you know, I, I think you have a point with the fact that now at 38, what more can Triple G really do to? Yeah. Thwart what it is that Canelo is bringing, especially that Canelo that showed up yeah. in the Caleb Smith fight. And if this was at 168, which I'm not sure if Triple G wants to go there because during the press conference, I know he said he feels he has unfinished business at 160. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the time that fight would happen, anyway, he would he would be he would turn 39. Actually, I think he's born in April. <laughs> ah, so okay. In four months, he's 39. So yeah, but of course, age may not be so. I mean, so important. Uh, but still, he's not. I think he's no longer the same guy. Definitely, that he was like a few years ago. So, yeah, he still has the power, of course, and he's a tough guy. But uh, it's the the legs, as they say, <laughs> the the stamina, which yeah. may be uh, now weaker. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were pointing that out that uh, as that fight went on with uh, Sirius Meta, or I know his first name's Camille. Yeah. Camille, as that fight went on with him, uh, Triple G did look somewhat a little winded. Now, I know he looked in phenomenal shape, uh, you know, for the weigh-in and everything prior to that, but you are correct. At 39 years old, he can he pull it off against Canelo, who's 30 and very much still in his prime and by all accounts looks to be getting even better and better as the fights go on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's still in his prime and he looks stronger than ever. And uh, I don't want Triple G to get knocked out, you know, like oh, like yeah. Sergey Kovalev did. And he didn't need that fight, really, but I guess he was getting... The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. He was very uh, confident after beating Anthony Yar, but he never should have seen oh, yeah. either. He was simply too old to keep up because you saw when they entered the championship rounds, it was then that he was knocked out. So before that, he did well, of course. But I think yeah, yeah, you're right. The same could very well happen to to Triple G if he fights Canelo again. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that as well. Um, yeah, just just based on the way Canelo is looking, and I think that that mystique of the first fight in pretty much the second one as well probably wouldn't be there as for uh, 
Canelo as t in terms of his view of Triple G, you know, who was basically this world beater prior to uh, running up against Canelo, and they had two very, very good fights, very close fights. But yeah, time has gone on, and you know, as they say, time waits for no man. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt, waits for no man. Now, like, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna make a comparison to maybe not so good, but Evander Holyfield versus James Tony. Oh yeah. After, you know, afterwards, uh, Jim Gray asks Holyfield, "Is father has father time catch up?" <laughs> and he just goes, "No, no." It's like <laughs> I was just <laughs> able to to get off before I didn't. <laughs> he just yeah. admitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Father Time surely had caught up with him well beyond that yeah. point. And, and uh, it was amazing that he was even still fighting at heavyweight uh, in those days. Um, and, and yeah. of course, talking about coming back now, even though maybe in the exhibition capacity, which I think would be interesting to say the least, because well, he's always been a hard worker and always in tip-top shape. So that would make it interesting yeah. if he and Mike were to do it. He's a true specimen, no doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, I, I know since we last talked, uh, uh, another big fight that happened was that uh, Anthony Joshua versus Kibrat Kulev. Uh, yeah. No, you were able to catch that knockout. It was sensational ninth round, of course. Joshua had the WBA, IDF, and WBO world titles on the line, which he ended up retaining in what was, I felt, a pretty decent performance for Anthony Joshua. There are a lot of people critiquing it, but I thought he showed that he was the better fighter from round one onward, and he did what he had to do to get the wily veteran out, who has always shown to have a tough chin, only being knocked out by... Uh, Vladimir Klitschko, and we know that Joshua was able to stop him. So I thought it was a very decent showing for Anthony Joshua. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. I mean, he barely, I mean, Pulev barely got in any punches. There were just a few smaller punches that he landed. Uh, he just looked completely outclassed, and uh, yeah. I mean, but I did expect that because both both because he's thirty nine and uh, yeah, the only uh, fighter of Joshua's caliber he fought was Vladimir Klitschko, <laughs> and it didn't go so well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I admit that you uh, had you had called it. You you pretty much were spot on with your prediction of what would happen. I thought. Pulev would make it uh, more of a fight, and he was in there throwing, and he showed that for one yeah. thing, he does have a chin on him, uh, but eventually I think it was a mixture of him taking the damage, him being worn out, uh, unable to really land anything of significance on Joshua, and Joshua clearly being the stronger puncher of the two, and mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. a good little highlight reel knockout for Joshua to add to his collection. Yeah, I think uh, simply since Puller is a tough guy, no doubt. It was quite impressive. I mean, the fight clear even ended in the third round, as you saw. Oh Plus, yeah, it he, he turned his back, you know. To and some guys are saying in some country that would be the end. 
like when you turn your back then the referee waves waves yeah that is that is very much true if it had yeah i think i said this before had the ropes not been there he probably would have ran clean out of the arena yeah <laughs> so but he survived uh, until the ninth round and uh he was barely in the fight as i said he did do some wrestling and stuff but uh yeah mm -hmm. he, even there he was just overmatched and uh but mm -hmm. i guess it was about his final big payday so that was the you know that was it for him <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I agree there. So we'll see if he uh, just opts to go ahead and hang it up from here because his there I don't see any chance of him getting another title shot, which is I know what he had been aiming for, and pretty pretty. Hey, I, I have to give him his props, uh, given that time between that. Uh, Vladimir Klitschko fight. I know that's been a, a number of years now. He was able to work his way back up and actually ended up getting another title shot, which kudos to him, title shot and that uh, last big payday. So, yeah, we'll see where he goes from here. But as far as Anthony Joshua, of course, the fight that everyone was clamoring for and talking about now is, without a doubt, him taking on Tyson Fury to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world with Fury holding that WBC and the quote-unquote lineal title and claims yeah. to such as well as that ring title, which I uh, have to throw that out there as well. So that, that should be an interesting fight. Uh, and a lot of people have already come out with their predictions, of course. And yeah. I think that the odds are going to be in highly in Fury's favor. But I think... I like Joshua just from an overall standpoint, and I think some people still are holding that uh, Ruiz fight, or yeah, that Ruiz fight towards him. But I think that stylistically, it's a different fight with uh, Tyson Fury, though Tyson Fury should, of course, be the favorite. Mm. Yeah, he is favored, and I guess many uh, consider him as the people's champion or something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of, of course, it's very difficult to fight him because with his size, when he starts sw swinging at you with those big arms, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. quite hard to get away from that. Uh, but, of course, I do think Joshua has a chance. I mean, maybe the the best chance to, to beat Fury. Yeah. Uh, as I said once before also here in this podcast i believe <laughs> so no, yeah, uh, yeah yeah i i think if if anybody can do it right now anyway of these fires who are in contention uh that's that's yeah most likely anthony joshua yeah yeah, um, yeah. And, and and people can't compare Deontay Wilder versus Fury to Anthony Joshua versus Fury one because Anthony Joshua is a much better boxer than Deontay Wilder and that clearly showed yeah. in both fights with Fury because for me I didn't have and I only had Deontay Wilder winning the two rounds in which he got the knockdowns between both fights he had with Fury which says yeah. a lot about his skill or lack thereof in comparison to Joshua who 
legitimately can box and he showed so in the Ruiz fight and a lot of people didn't like the fact that he took that route but he pretty much outboxed Andy Ruiz who was unable to get in and get one of those shots that he was able to get in that first fight so I think that makes it interesting for Fury uh, in uh, that interesting for a Joshua Fury matchup for all the things you mentioned and also the fact that Joshua, he does have some pop to him, and and Deontay Wilder was barely able to connect with uh, with uh, Tyson Fury in the first fight, and in the second fight, the times that he was able to connect with him, he didn't really do much damage to Fury, or Fury just pretty much ate it. So I think that Joshua fight is very much interesting, more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh... Yeah, and, and I think for Joshua, it would be also the first time uh, that he would fight a guy bigger than him. I don't know if he has any, yeah. ever fought anybody <laughs> like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, he would have to definitely box more, use more of uh, yeah, his skills. Uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. So, yeah, I, that is interesting. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, will be the biggest fighter he's faced. Uh, um, and thinking about it, yeah, there's not a lot of guys bigger than Fury right now. There's that Chinese yeah. <laughs> heavyweight that Matchroom has signed. He's like a big guy. Uh, I want to say he's close to seven foot. So he might be the only one that is bigger than Tyson yeah, Fury at this moment. They are very slow, you know, those seven-foot guys. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like Huawei, for instance, if you remember, <laughs> he was like a, <laughs> a big mommy, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a posting on Facebook today. Someone was asking who uh, was the best tall fighter. I mentioned value of. I was more so being sarcastic, but I'm pretty sure they're going to take it serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, but he simply, yeah, he did have some success, but that was because the division was so weak back then. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Funny. He, got, he was beaten for the first time by a six foot guy, I think. That Chagayev, he was only oh, six yeah, foot. Ruslan Chagayev. Yeah, <laughs> and he actually should have lost uh, the older Evander Holyfield as well, who, yeah. who outworked him. He let the older Evander outwork him. Um, yeah, which, that was funny. You no, know, he, he was a big guy, so uh, I, I don't think he, uh, you know, had yeah, too, many, if, too many moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is big and there is too big. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's one yeah. of those. Big. Yeah, and I remember David Hay hurting him. <laughs> yeah. You know, just recall that. Yeah, that's right. In 2009, I believe, or 2010, that was when he won his only heavyweight belt. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was a very, very, uh, a guy that looked like and, of course, talked like he was going to be the next. <laughs> the biggest thing since Muhammad Ali, but he really failed, failed to live up to that, of course. Miserable. Yes. <laughs> He talked his way into that Klitschko fight, and it ended up being his like yeah. uh, total waste. And and the fact that he took yeah. off his uh, boot afterwards made it even worse for him. 
Yeah. I feel yeah, he redeemed that's... itself against Tony Bellew by fighting injured. And so some people, you know, kind of give him that redemption. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a shame that he didn't fight Fury, you know, when they were supposed to. I believe that was 2014 or something. Mm. So, uh, oh, yeah, that after, after all that, all that talk and all the sh sh <laughs> all mm -hmm. the show and all, all the, yeah, then it yeah. just felt true. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting character. Definitely an interesting character. Yeah. It's funny yes. he's uh he's uh doing his uh management thing now. So cool to see him. I see him yeah. all the time on uh I guess Sky Sports or Box Nation one or two. Um so yeah, he does a pretty good job in commentary, I would say. He's now the 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 manager of the guy that he had a fight with Derek Chisor. Yes. <laughs> <The laughs> Most infamous fight in European boxing history, anyway, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That is funny. Yeah, he did. He is his manager. You know, um, and that reminds me, I know Tyson Fury, he did an interview recently. He was saying, ideally for him, he'd like to have that uh, Anthony Joshua fight. Excuse me. And he wants to end his uh, career with a uh, fight with uh, Derek Chisora. I guess a rematch um, where they fought before. That would be the third match. Talented. Oh, right. third match. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's how he wants to end his career, at least. That's what he said at the end of the year. Wow, that was a surprise to me. But I guess he wants a, a, an easier fight to end his career with. Uh, because those yeah. first two... With Chisora, were kind of disappointing because Chisora, he really talked tough before the fights, but uh, he just <laughs> didn't do that much. <laughs> and in the second one, he was stopped. Uh, it was, well, a corner stoppage, apparently. He, okay. he simply found out uh, that he is too too small <laughs> for Fury. Oh, he yeah. Really, you know, do damage. Too short. Yes. He simply won 6-1 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd be uh it'd be a uh, funny the uh press conferences leading up to the fight I'm sure would be very entertaining, you know, if it were to happen. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and one more thing I see maybe you have seen uh, I I posted that interview with Joshua. Um I'm not sure it was from yesterday maybe, I don't know. Where he Anthony Joshua yeah, he states that he will knock out Fury. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, he made a hey. bold, bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some old interview where uh, uh, Tyson Fury was giving him props as being a hard puncher or a strong fighter yeah. back when they were sparring when Joshua was a bit more green. So oh. I think there's. I think there's potential there for sure. It's not something I would necessarily bet on per se, but uh, could it potentially happen? Yeah, yeah, it potentially could. Um, it would be a matter, I, I think it would probably have to be more so uh, an accumulation of uh, big shots because I would yeah. have to think that, uh, I would have to think that uh, Wilder's biggest punch would probably be, equal to or equal to 
or somewhere in that same neighborhood is probably Joshua's biggest punch, I would think, um, you know, Wilder's right hand, since that is what catapulted him, per se. Yeah. So, and Fury did, hey, he took that, he, he did get back up, uh, regardless of the complaints of it being a long count. I thought he got back up and that uh, yeah. shook uh, Wilder a bit. So the possibility is there. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, uh, well, I can see, of course, Fury getting knocked down a couple times against Joshua. I think it would likely happen. At least yeah. one, one knockdown. Because Joshua is kind of more athletic, I guess, than Fury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a the future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Northern Tool and Equipment isn't just a store, it's a problem solver's paradise. Fully stocked with the right professional grade tools and fully staffed with experts who have the right answers. Problem solved. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our Memorial Day sale. Save up to 50% on lawn and garden equipment, fans, power tools, and more. Shop in store or online at northerntool.com. Better mover and that stuff. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It would take quite many knockdowns and, uh, you know, a lot of beating to stop Fury, I believe. Uh, yeah. But I can see, you know, Fury, I mean, uh, Joshua winning on points that way if he, you know, oh, scored yeah. a couple of knockdowns and was simply more uh, effective with his punches and, yeah. Yeah, and maybe Joshua could potentially bust him up, uh, sort of yeah. like Otto Valin did, <laughs> and who knows, that could be a possibility, you know, if they assuming something happened yes. and it led to a stoppage which you never yeah, know that's true. well we hope we can hope that fight happens anyway next year uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I don't know where this leaves uh Deontay Wilder I know he had mentioned filing some sort of, of a lawsuit and maybe he actually did I think I read something where some litigation towards the rematch or whatever um that Wilder and his team may have uh, put out there was denied by some judge or something. Don't quote me on it, but I, I, I could have sworn I read something of that nature. Um, but I don't think anyone's really clamoring for that third fight with Fury outside of the diehard, somewhat delusional Wilder fans at this point. Uh, so I think he should look to take on the likes of a um, Andrew Lees or Dillian White in, or the Dillian White uh, Alexander or Alexander Povetkin winner, should that fight happen? Or if Povetkin yeah. can't fight, then maybe he should just step in and take on Dillian White. Uh, but I don't know where Deontay Wilder's head is, especially since that video he released. He seems to just be in a state of no return as far as uh, redeeming himself 
from the accusations oh, yeah. he's made. Yeah, I mean, once again, as I said about taking your first loss, and especially in that manner that he lost to Fury. He uh, yeah. s simply, you know, it seems like he blamed everyone else but himself. He blamed yeah. his trainer, uh, he blamed his manager, he blamed <laughs> everyone almost. He blamed his suit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he was actually claiming uh, Vreeland spiked his drink is just like, yeah, he's, he's just blasphemous right now with some of the stuff he's saying. That's crazy, just, I think he was, uh, yeah, he might have some kind of, <laughs> I don't know, problem. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, he was simply, uh, it was bound to come, of course, there was, of course, they, he still claims that uh, Fury used something under, you know, his gloves. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was has all uh, that has already been proven as false, but he still kind of. Well, he's quits. got he's he's got <laughs> these social media guys out there peddling it for. Yeah, they are ridiculous. like oh, Fury. Explain this picture. Look at this yeah. picture, and it's yeah. like he there's cheated. delusion of the sin. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way he could have you know done that to Deontay and that stuff. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it, it is the funniest thing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Wilder. He's had that belt for so long. He's in the short circuit now that he doesn't have it anymore, and he can't use that as any form of leverage. So it'll be interesting to see what he does from here. Um, mm. But I think that if he, if he were to take on – someone else uh, like a Ruiz or some of those other guys right there in that fringe spot, uh, then they can make for interesting matchup and it could tell us where he is mentally. Yeah. Ruiz, I mean, even the only, no, 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 sorry. Dillian White would be uh, perhaps a good, a good role because I know White would go yeah. all out and uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and White would travel. White would travel to him. He's been clamoring for it for years, and, yeah. uh, and Wilder hasn't. He's, he should have should have fought him two years ago. Like, what the heck? Yeah, why not? WBC. He, yeah, <laughs> and he's a guy that also has some power. I mean, he can punch White. He's uh, maybe not as hard as Wilder or Joshua, but still good. Oh enough. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, I, I did see something where Luis Ortiz has thrown his name into the mix as far as uh, facing dealing in white if Alexander Povetkin doesn't do this rematch. Um, and I've, yeah. I've heard some people making some uh, interesting predictions towards it. I've seen a lot of people uh, leaning towards Ortiz or at least uh, some of the people that I've uh, interact with, uh, interacted with on Facebook. But I favor Dillian White um, I just think yeah. that he has the potential of getting something mid-round or late, a la what happened to Ortiz in the Wilder fight. Uh, I think that could happen with Dillian White as well. And, of course, Dillian White can, as we, he saw in his last fight, he can be knocked out as well if, if he lacks a yeah. days ago. And with one punch, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, White is uh, 
Yeah, he's been waiting so long for a big fight, so now I guess he got a little bit rusty. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know so, he's kicking himself over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that stuff always can happen, especially when you got the guy with so much experience as Paul Redkin and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are sold on yeah, Ortiz, as I was mentioning. I don't know. I think that uh He's too old, I think. No, by now. Yeah, that in his best win, I was looking it up, is uh Bryant Jennings, which okay, it's a decent win. Uh Bryant Jennings is uh he, he's a okay heavyweight, made okay. it to that top ten area. Yeah, 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 he's a gatekeeper and he's not the type that um, has a high motor or anything of that nature from what I've seen, at least when he, when he yeah. needs to do something to change the outcome late, he, he doesn't seem to change pace. So that's Ortiz's biggest uh, win, if you look at his resume. And mm-hmm. outside of that, he really hasn't beat anyone of significance. The names that he has beaten, he was supposed to beat them, and he was the favorite. And he won as expected. But outside of that, he lost to Wilder in those two fights. So I think a lot of people yeah. are still he, sort of. Yeah, even though he yeah. was good uh, before he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He, I think and he's still very much a good boxer. But I think a combination of age and yeah. and sort of where he's at now in his career. Yeah, I just. I, I I can yeah. see them having him top ten, but I I don't view him as that uh, as a huge a threat as some. Not anymore, anyway. After he was knocked out for a second time, uh, the first yeah. fight I I remember I I watched it. It was a uh, pretty close, and uh, yeah, he did have Wilder in in trouble against the ropes. Yeah, side. yeah, he did. I think in the eighth round or something, seventh mm-hmm. or eighth. So, yeah, he. But now uh, he is just too old, I believe, and uh, too slow, kind of. Not so yeah. so fast on his feet. So, yeah, that's yeah. why Wilder. Was, I guess that's why Wilder was able to knock him out twice. So. Yeah, without a doubt. And and another thing. And, of course, it's his prerogative, his overall choice. He can do what he wants. But I can't help but question the fact that uh, uh, Ortiz, he could have been in that same spot that Andy Ruiz was, but he refused to take the fight. And what would have been his biggest payday, along with the shots at the titles, uh, he refused to take that he refused to take that fight. He ended up, of course, facing Wilder for less than what he would have made in the title shots for multiple belts with Anthony Joshua. And, of course, with Ortiz having had a uh, uh, situation in the past as far as PEDs, I can't help but uh, question that, but I don't know. But I just thought that was – and and you know his story, and he has the daughter who has uh, some type of issues or special needs or whatever – and, and you just have to question is his ultimate game was getting at a title. He wouldn't take that Joshua fight and his biggest payday. Yeah, that's that was weird. Uh, and we saw what happened. Look what what it did for Andrew Ruiz, you know, in terms of uh, yeah. his popularity. 
that was uh, yeah a huge shock huge upset and uh, but yeah. I, of course i knew that andy reese had the potential you know oh, yeah. to do so, something big but uh, i didn't expect him to do it against joshua <laughs> so much yeah because his hand speed has always been what really set him apart from the other heavyweights i don't yeah, think yeah. any other heavyweight has such fast hands so yeah yeah you might be right yeah right now yeah definitely uh i can't think of any um super yeah. quick hands like that and he has some power too it's like uh, yeah of course uh yeah. otherwise he wouldn't be able to do what he did to joshua so <laughs> yeah yeah that is true that is true and um and he yeah he caught joshua and joshua got a little bit excited after his knockdown and yeah. suffered the consequences of it and i believe everyone in england was already celebrating when he put reese down <laughs> it was like yeah yeah <laughs> uh, he won another fight easy like in three rounds those yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean And, and I can I can see why people expected him, you know, to get that victory with Reed having lost to Josh or Joseph Parker and Anthony Joshua having already defeated him. Speaking of Parker, yeah. I feel like he he was a hot name that has pretty much all but dwindled at this point. And mm, yeah, I wonder if he'll ever get another title shot. You know? Yeah, I don't know. He's got some problems or issues uh, because I expected him to do better also against White. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he seemed to be quite uh, in bad shape until the, the very last couple rounds when he put White down. But before that, he was simply not doing enough. And yeah, that was a weird fight. Simply. Yeah, he seems to have lost his punch in the sense that, you know, when they always say that fighters can, they don't want to pull the trigger. I don't know why he's so reluctant to, he was reluctant to do so against Anthony Joshua. And I know that was the same yeah. downfall against White, even though I don't recall him even taking any major shots or anything of that nature. So I don't know why that's the case. Yeah, I don't know really uh, myself. It seems like he didn't want to, He wanted to box with Joshua. That might have been a mistake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And it was an ugly fight. It was an ugly fight. Yeah, sure. it was very ugly, very unentertaining fight. Yeah. So, but of course, he became the first, I believe, guy to go the distance against Joshua. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. Credentials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that's I think that's a shame because I think Parker is maybe the nicest guy out oh, yeah. in boxing. Oh yeah, he is a good guy, and I like the you know from New Zealand. I like that culture and all that they have going on there overall, and I think he could yeah. be a very good ambassador for the sport. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just hope that he can uh, get some kind of. But it's 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 not easy when you live in New Zealand and you have to travel so far away all the time, you know. Oh, yeah, and that is true. Maybe he doesn't have 
the very best trainer that he could have. I don't know, Kevin Barry. He, I, I don't want to really insult yeah. him, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there are there are definitely even better trainers than him. Uh, but I guess yeah, he's, yeah. he's too loyal to his trainer. Doesn't want to, you know, go somewhere else. Yeah, you, you do make a good point. Yeah, nobody's really trying to go to uh, New Zealand for a fight, and yeah, I don't know what that market's like. I know Australia had, you know, a pretty uh, yeah. decent fight community, but mm. you need to have some type of uh, star there in Australia to get fighters of a certain caliber to go out there, of course. Yeah. I know that Cambosos is uh, their talk of uh, Teofimo Lopez going out there, which I think would generate a lot of buzz, similar to when uh, Pacquiao went out there for Jeff Horn, who was uh, undefeated at the time. Yeah, it would be a good fight, definitely. I, I saw Cambosos against Selby not so long ago, and he impressed me. I'm a, so, yeah. Hey, I you know. Yeah, I was watching that fight. I thought, uh, I, to be honest with you, I thought Selby pulled it off. Maybe I'm blind. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> it, it was close, definitely. But uh, I, to be completely honest, I didn't really score it. I didn't. So yeah, I can't. Tell. I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I. It just seemed to me that Camposo showed a little more. Uh, yeah, he was a little bit more yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah that Especially is definitely the case. In the later rounds, yeah. So he was, yeah, that one. one yeah, and, I, and I've, I've never really been a big fan of uh, Lee Selby. I think he's he fought the type of fight he always fights. Um, so I, I could see yeah. that in the case as far as, uh, he, I think he's yes. more defensive than anything. <laughs> He definitely yeah. uses his jab well, but um, he's definitely not the most exciting of fighters. So I, I, taking that into account, I could definitely see why, because Combosos was certainly the aggressor. He was throwing the shots with authority, at least trying to uh, land the harder punches. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, after just after New Year, we have a very good lightweight fight. Uh, it's uh, Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that's a very good fight. Very, very good fight. To, uh, from, what, from all accounts, very good boxers. Definitely Luke Campbell being uh, an Olympian and all that. Uh, I've always liked Luke Campbell. My only knock on him, and I don't know if it's necessarily a knock, is I just don't feel like he has that killer instinct, that dog in him that I would like to see at times. Even though he's tough, he can definitely – last the distance of course as he showed he'd get up off the canvas as he showed with um uh Linares. uh he showed that he'll he'll be tough and hang in there as he showed with uh Lomachenko uh but I just feel like sometimes and this is just my view he seems content you know when that pressure's on and he he, he doesn't necessarily elevate himself and for all the knocks on Ryan Garcia it seems like he's definitely for the big lights in the major moments and thus far we can even though this will be his toughest test when he has 
stepped up into what was considered to be that step up fight when the light was shining on him he was headlining he has delivered and i think that that is going to see him through in this uh luke campbell fight i think that garcia views himself as a star and i think he's going to fight like such and luke campbell and knock on wood and maybe this isn't the case i think he's gonna fight like a guy who's fighting against a star yeah yeah that's like he fought against lomachenko uh, yeah yeah that's the 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 problem with i i would say with even in general maybe with all european fighters so, sometimes it seems like they are too overcome with that uh the fact that they are fighting you know yeah. a big star from uh usa you know or, or yeah. even mexico or whatever so perhaps it's just kind of uh goes into their mind too much <laughs> or messes with their mind a little bit so yeah. they kind of start too you know too carefully too cautiously and then maybe as the fight goes on they start to turn it up but by then it can be too late you know to win yeah i would say definitely more so for the western europeans because yeah the eastern europeans they have that type of mentality that i'm speaking of yeah, um, warrior but, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, look at all the uh, Uzbek guys out there who are, yeah, are well. just coming in, taking it by taking uh, boxing by storm right now. And of course, Russia. We have plenty of fighters like that. But I, yeah, I throw Luke Campbell nice. into that category you're mentioning. Yeah, it's it's mostly for the ones from uh, UK and yeah, German. I, would, I was gonna say I throw German fighters into that mix as well. Yeah, very good, very fighting. good boxers fundamentally, yeah. but when that going gets tough, they yeah, don't they have that back, back mean streak in them. You know, no yeah. mean streak. That's that's yeah, what, that's uh, true. Um, in Eastern Europe, there has always been. I know because I am also from Eastern Europe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a quite different mentality because the way of life is also quite different. It's not so wealthy as the Western. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen your uh, I've seen your Eastern European mean streak on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know, I'm like that guy, Bobich, Mr. Alan Bobich. <laughs> oh yeah, Bobich. Yeah, he's uh, I like him. Yeah, he's got a lot of character. <laughs> oh yeah, he very much does. He comes in there just gunning, ready to knock somebody out every time. Yeah. He doesn't slow down. Yeah, uh, I so think it's gonna far, play yeah. into his. It's gonna play yeah. into his downfall eventually. But for as long as it's lasting right now, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I think there are talks about him fighting Lucas Brown or something. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I I would really love <laughs> love to see him fight someone that is a little bit better. You know. Uh, yeah. He's not yeah. a big, big guy for that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because he's like 200-something, right? Like 202, 203-ish, like not too far yeah. from cruiser weight. I don't know his weight, but he's 6'1", uh, tall. Yeah, I like, guess I he's maybe, I don't know, 215 at best, something like okay. that. Okay, 
I know it's the low two hundreds. Uh, and but and he says that he he never like does uh, you know those uh, how do you call it uh, uh, the what what you do in the gym like he he never does those uh, exercises like you know sit ups and push ups. Oh yeah, like he just like, trains with his uh boxing bag and you know oh he doesn't oh he doesn't do any uh like the calisthenics and any of the weight training yeah. or any of that stuff yeah and you you can see he's not in bad shape but he's not very <laughs> like he, you know he doesn't have that six pack very perfect <laughs> so, yeah 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 yeah, so he 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 definitely uh, an interesting and exciting fighter, and uh, yeah, every time he fights, I found myself tuning in just because I know that he's gonna bring it, and I think that you know he'll uh, he'll be pretty decent as long as he can uh, take a, a shot from some of those stronger punches, and if he can keep his stamina stamina pumping out the way he has done thus far, and take it into later rounds, uh, then hey, who knows. Yeah, I mean, there is some grudge between him and Ergovic, so <laughs> that's oh, yeah? <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> hey, I, I like that. That's an interesting uh, style class. Uh, Ergovic being definitely more of a traditional uh, sort of European, from a fundamental standpoint, European boxer, and not being very fast, strong, definitely, yeah. but uh, not very fast. And Babic being having more speed, for sure. And a higher motor, it would be interesting. He's just like a Mike Tyson type of fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just goes in there and bangs away, and yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is pretty funny, and that made me think of uh, you know when you were saying he doesn't do that stuff. So I was thinking about the fact you know we were talking about earlier uh, Anthony Yard. Uh, and you know he recently lost to this uh, guy yeah. his last name Arthur. But apparently, Anthony Yard doesn't spar with actual boxers. He just does pad type stuff. That's the that's the thing that's being tossed around there. And uh, I know they always mention that no one ever has known a, a top fighter who didn't spar. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty stupid, I must say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, and, and I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I caught uh, the latter part of uh, his fight. I need to go back and watch it where he lost. But he was super pissed off when he uh, actually lost the fight. Uh, but um, that was uh, funny to see. He, But I'm not surprised if you're not sparring. And plus, he, uh, I think he, he may have kind of fell victim to his hype. And I know Frank Warren was expecting yeah. big things out of him. But... That being said, yeah. that competition stepped up. What are you gonna do? You yeah. got you looked apart. <laughs> yeah, and he always looked like he had a big ego to me. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. From, from his photos, <laughs> simply. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, a lot of such yeah, bad, bad, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Without a doubt, and uh, yeah, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. See if he can rebound. Maybe they'll do a rematch, uh, and um, we'll see where he goes from there. But yeah, I don't think he's a major threat at 
light heavyweight as far as title contention, but I'd like to see him against, say, uh, Joshua Buatsi, and I'd favor yeah. Buatsi. That's a good fighter, I think so, too. Uh, he looks pretty dangerous now, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his last fight, I know when his eye got uh, messed up, it was swollen and everything, I thought he showed some good resolve. Uh, he stuck in there and ended up pulling out that W, getting that. I think he got a stoppage, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and that guy that he was going up against was a tall, rangy fighter, and he, he had a good showing. And I thought that was a very good step-up fight for him, a good test for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if anyone can be a match for uh, Beterbiye because he simply looks uh, in, invincible right now. Yeah, you know, uh, he, uh, yeah, he is going to be fighting on January 30th. Oh, yeah, we saw that against that guy. I don't even know his name, but yeah, someone. <laughs> He's fighting against someone on January 30th who he should beat. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I don't know who that might be, but I will check. His name's like Dinez or something like that. I, I, I've i never heard of him, which you never know. He could be the next big thing, but um, I'm not expecting such. So, you know, there has been some clamoring for him fighting uh, Bivol, Dimitri Bivol. So here's the funny thing. I was going to get with you. I was uh, I reached out to Bivol's manager to set up an interview, right, uh, in... I, I, he got back with me. I could do the interview, but because he speaks German, uh, and I know Bibo, he will speak English, uh, and he's been working on it, and he'll try to, uh, he'll need some interpretation, all that stuff. So they took the questions via writing, so I'm waiting for them to get back with me. It's going to be interesting to see what he says, uh, but I did ask him about some of the stuff uh, related to fighting uh, Bibo even moving down to fight uh, Canelo or even oh. if it's a catch weight or whatever. And I did see, but since then, I did see where boxing scene had an interview or whatever. And I didn't read the entire article, but to paraphrase, I know there was one sequence in there where Bebo mentioned that he was only interested in big fights and he wasn't fighting to just be fighting any fight uh and he was only looking yeah. for a big fight so i think it'll be interesting when those questions come back to kind of see what uh his thoughts you know, are what's weird about him uh he at at first he looked like uh uh a knockout artist but mm -hmm. then he just started winning on points and I think his last five fights or something he won on points so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like I don't know maybe he changed his style as the as he moved up in class or whatever I mean you know a level of opponents but uh, yeah I've, yeah I've seen, yeah I've seen him um I've seen him in person been next to him and stuff and he's a light heavyweight in I, I get what he's saying in terms of him not being a big like heavyweight. He, he's not big as far as uh, mass is concerned, yeah. and I think that is even that can even be seen. So I think he could legitimately go down to one sixty eight as he says he does. Um, and I thought that him and 
Viterbiev were the uh, best light heavyweights for a long period now. Um, yeah. I've thought Viterbiev uh, for definitely a long period uh, since I saw the way he took out uh, Tavares Cloud for sure. And, yeah. um, and I think Vivo might be, you know, the best boxer out of the bunch. Uh, so it would make for an interesting style. I do wonder how uh, Vivo would handle uh, the power of the Turbiev, which is real. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> as real as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as some mentioned, if uh, Canelo is going to make a statement fight like, I am the best fighter of this generation, bar none, if he took on Bivo, or not Bivo, but uh, Viterbiev and beat him, then I think that, uh, yeah, hey, but, his Hall of Fame career is pretty much sealed. Yeah. I think he said that he would stay at 168. Yeah. yeah the interview before this fight uh, yeah i think that's the best thing for him because uh to fight somebody who punches as hard but there i don't think yeah. he could take his shots i mean no yeah, yeah 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 that tough <laughs> yeah kovalev that was a strategic matchup for sure just given yeah. where kovalev was in his career yeah and it was a guy past his peak so um, yeah. So, yeah, but that would be interesting. So yeah, we'll we'll see um what happens as far as uh what Paterbiev does after this defense. I'm guessing it was uh, it's some uh mandatory or something of that nature. So it mm. should be interesting. But I think that uh yeah, light heavyweight, there's still a lot of uh, interesting fights to be made. I wanted to see him Paterbiev take on uh Joe Smith Jr. because I think that stylistically they just seem to be made for an exciting fight where someone is going to get dropped a couple of times before it's ultimately stopped. I think that would be amazing. Uh, An amazing fight and Smith has just uh, he has proven that he he has improved I guess also recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, Who did he he Knockout last. It was a rather big name. <laughs> yeah, he knocked out. So he knocked out Elidair El- Alvarez. Uh, but yeah. And, he, and he wasn't just knocked out. He was just basically pummeling him. He just beat him, oh, yeah. bludgeoning him with uh, hard shots. And people were waiting yeah. for Alvarez to sort of turn it on. And he never did, I guess, because of that hmm. power. Yeah, that was a really big victory for Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And prior to that, he looked good beating uh, Jesse Hart, um, who, oh, yeah. who had moved up to uh, light heavyweight. And mm. I guess that shows uh, Bivol's class as a boxer, the fact that he was able to thoroughly outbox uh, Joe Smith Jr., even though mm. he got caught in like that 11th, 10th, 11th, or one of those later rounds. I can't remember which round he got caught. But outside of that, he pretty much outboxed uh, Joe Smith Jr. But I think Joe Smith Jr. has come on to show that, hey, that may have happened, but I'm still a legitimate player. Yeah, he, he definitely is. I mean, you, you, he always has the puncher's chance. And, yeah, that's what's so exciting with the punchers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, All right, and, you look. 
<laughs> I was going to say uh, one last thing. I saw, you know, we were talking yeah. about it. Gilberto Ramirez, I haven't seen the fight, but I saw he got a win or something of that nature this weekend. He was that light heavyweight. So it'll be interesting to see if his name cool. is thrown out there with any of these fighters. All right. Nice, nice. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. But yeah. It's been a good time. I know we, we've been on, what, for an hour, maybe an hour and a half or something of that nature? Yeah, maybe an hour 15 minutes, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I guess that is a, yeah. that's a shorter one, you, you know, compared to some of the others. Yeah, <laughs> we had like almost two, two hour, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, podcasts or whatever. All right, cool. Well, cool. uh... Yeah, we'll have to do it again. We'll uh, definitely end this one, and uh, we'll touch base, of course, uh, at a later time. Sure. No problem. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.